welcome, distinguished guests, uh, to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Oh, that's an acronym. It's an acronym. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Thank you very much for having me back on your show. Oh, it's always a pleasure to have you back as a guest on Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. I'm on a streak. Yeah. I think it's because you're a co-host. That, that, oh. Yeah. That you wrote the song we just heard. That you had researched and watched several times a movie we're about to watch. Yes, yes. That you interviewed a New Jersey comedian and, and got permanent questions for our count, celebrity comedian countdown. Good to have you back as a guest. Thank you very much. Happy to yeah. be here. Happy to be here. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Uh, yeah, listen to us every Sunday at 2 p.m. We stream here first on mutinyradio.fm. We follow what's really happening with Luke Sayer. Great fucking show. Uh, he gets a lot of live guests in there. A lot, a lot of great stuff. We love that show. Uh, we love Mutiny Radio. Monday and Friday, they do live comedy shows. They have comedy shows throughout the Bay, uh, throughout the San Francisco Mission District where the station is located. I don't think it deviates. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's like a cow hollow show. I think no. it's, it's right there in the Mission District of San Francisco. So you can check it out at mutinyradio.fm. We would love for you to donate. You can hit the donate now button there. You could go to Patreon. You could go to Venmo. Just make sure you donate at, at Mutiny Radio. Carl, our podcast, we watch a full length movie on YouTube. You watch it with us and listen yes. to the podcast at the same time. These are movies that I read about. And now, thanks to YouTube, I could just watch them. Carl, what is the movie we are watching tonight? Today, we will watch Deadline Auto Thief. Theft. Deadline Auto Theft. Deadline Auto. Yeah, it sounds like thief. That's the first yep. thing I saw when I saw the title. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Well, no, but all right. So it's Deadline Auto Theft. Theft. And, 1983. Okay. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Searching and the channel out. we like is car chase wonderland, wonderland two. 2 right so don't if you if you're on car chase wonderland 1 quickly gather your things run yeah. back out search Get for out. deadline <laughs> auto theft 1983 car chase wonderland 2 so as carl said you find the link you click it you're going to hit pause move the timer to zero 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 uh and then we're going to listen to a comedian carl has interviewed a celebrity comedian and they're going to give us the countdown. And when that comedian says go, we want you to hit the little triangle at the bottom of your screen. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Dave Zaitsik. Welcome, Dave. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, Dave, I know you as a Hudson Valley comedian. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, absolutely. When people say you're from upstate New York, doesn't that piss you off? You're not, right? No, definitely not. And it's funny because I started off, I was living in Jersey when I first started doing stand-up in Northern Bergen County. And uh-huh. I kind of fell in with the Rockland comedy scene. So when people heard that I was a Rockland comic, a New York comic, Hudson Valley comic, initially they were kind of like, well, I, I guess, you know, so. <laughs> but now full-fledged living in the Hudson Valley. Yeah, you've relocated and that is it. And that's where I see you when I bump into you. It's usually there in Nyack or somewhere like that. Absolutely. So one of the things I like about you is your, your impressions, right? Yeah. Now, sometimes you see a comedian do an impression and what they're really doing is an imitation of another comedian they heard do the impression. You're not like right. that. How did you fall into impressions? How did you know you were good at it or get 
good at it. Well, it's funny because I started doing impressions when I was a kid, like young, probably around uh, 11, 12 years old. I was already doing impressions of pretty much everything I watched on TV, you know, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Bart Simpson. Um, and then as I got older, I started doing impressions of like Christopher Walken and people like that just in passing. But it kept growing and it quickly became clear that this was something I could do at a at a different level, you know, so I felt and, and you do a great Governor Cuomo, you know, Thank that's you. kind of current. That's no childhood thing, right? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Eventually, when he is back out of the public domain, people <laughs> will forget his voice. <laughs> that's right. You'll He's be on to those... the next one. Yeah. And most of the impressions that I do are they're not necessarily timeless. But there are people that will exist in the public consciousness for more than, say, a year or two, and then yes. they'll be, uh, you know, faded into the background. Smart. So I got to retire one of longevity. Mm. Yeah, and I got to retire one I'm good at, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, prematurely. But what are you going to do? So also in New York, up in Slotesburg, you're doing Slaughter stand-up. It's sort yes. of like it, it, it's 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 like a comedy production company. Or tell me about that. Yeah, so uh, Slaughter Stand-Up started off initially as myself, Eric Albert, uh, Dan Marino, and Monty Mason. Uh -huh. And uh, the four of us kind of came together and realized that we had a good opportunity to produce shows together at Characters. And, and over the years, we've done a couple of other venues as well, but Characters is the one that we've had the most longevity at. I think we've been producing comedy there for, uh, it's got to be 10 years now. Yeah, 10 Whoa. full years of monthly shows at Characters, and, and Eric and I run a, a weekly trivia night at Characters as well, so we've got a you know, good long-standing relationship with them over there. So what night of the week is, it's still ongoing, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. The trivia we do uh, every Wednesday at Characters, and we do a once-monthly stand-up show, usually the first Friday of the month, like our most recent one was just two nights ago, uh, you know, Friday on uh, gotcha. recording. Yeah, uh, June 2nd or 3rd, whatever that was. Correct. Okay, so yep. also for producing shows, you used to do a show at Levity Live called Miked Up. Now, Levity yeah. Live is, is at, at Palisades Mall. Mm -hmm. And uh, what, the pandemic took that show away, right? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, once, once the club closed during the pandemic, you know, they weren't quick to open back up even once things started opening. And then it was limited audiences, limited shows, um, Everything was on smaller engagements for a while, so it kind of kept all the the shows that weren't, you know, weekend headliner shows. Um, anything that wasn't one of those was kind of pressed out out the door temporarily. So yeah, Levity Live is a huge uh, headliner place. I mean, uh, Louis C.K. was there uh, when ap when after he was in trouble. Yeah, uh, there was was Kevin Hart there trying new stuff, wasn't Kevin it? Hart, yeah, just a couple months. I think two months ago, he was there doing a weekend of shows that was just the new. New material test for his special. Yeah, so they're a, they're a sort of Friday Saturday headliner kind of place. But do you, so it's coming back though these smaller oh, yeah. shows. Yeah, when yeah. do you think Waked Up will be? Um, I would hope it will be back before the summer. Like we're sitting uh -huh. in June right now. I'm I'm hoping before August. Um, you know, there's you can see that now that things are opening up a bit more. I know that they want to bring the show back. Mm -hmm. So it's just a question of coordinating dates, um, gotcha. but it'll be back in the coming couple months. Okay, now I want to direct people to how they can find you out there on the internet, on social media, and I think your website is the way to go. But I don't want people to put in Sick like they don't know how to spell it, right? Yeah. It's DaveSaitSick.com. Correct. But and it's S-A-I-T, Sait, S-A-I-T-Z-Y-K. 
Exactly. ZYK. Well, that was very creative. I'm sure that's a stage name you made up, right? I made that one up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't a dyslexic person on Ellis Island hearing a last name, but they were like, what the hell do I do with this? You know, that's the backstory you made up for your stage name. Right. So it is Dave Saitzik.com. S-A-I-T-Z-Y-K. Correct. And what? Everybody there can find your links to uh, social media, yeah. the shows yeah, well, you're doing. Exactly. Yep. All that bio, some um, quick quick clips, you know, snippets of uh, past performances, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So it's the one-stop shop for all Dave Saitzik material. Right. Exactly. All things. Okay. Great. Okay. Now, Dave. Everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time as we do. That means they've got to press play at the exact same time. So we're going to do a countdown, and that's why you're here, Dave Saitzik. Why don't you give us that? Celebrity Comedian Countdown. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Three, two, one, play. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian. We all hit play. Halicki Mercantile. He's back. He's back for a third edition. Listen to the car chase. It's slowed down. Is that the ocean or a car? No, it's (laughs) on. No. This little bit, I'm quacking up. Oh, yeah. Well, duck this shit. <laughs> Carl, you mentioned H.B. Halicki. Toby, you're talking about Henry Blight Halinky. This is the right. third fucking movie we've watched in a row directed there starring. Is. There he is. Now, look how he's in his Gone with in 60 Seconds outfit. Yeah. Oh, the 1974 hairstyle? Yeah. We, we should just say he is a, an ama- amazing character, unfortunately passed away in 89, shooting a sequel uh, yeah. in a car stunt. But he made these three movies. I guess not technically he made three movies. He uh, released three movies. Right. Some containing... Uh, well, the first he made movie- them. Yeah. But we watched, two weeks ago, we watched Gone in 60 Seconds. He yes. came up with the original. It's a great movie. In ni- 1981, he can Would we you like to less- watch that film again? I love that movie. I think as a cult movie, I would watch that movie over and over. Okay, guess what? You're about to. What are you talking about? This is brand new material. I have not seen this scene yet. No, Carl, this is, they're on a, they they went to a construction site. They're on a helicopter. I've seen his hairstyle. There's his name the third time in a row I've seen Toby's name. What are you talking about? This is a new original movie. That's what I was expecting. Now, what do you mean? Think- that's what I'm expecting. I've watched. <laughs> I have never seen this car. I've never seen this boat. This have you brand- never seen that car? Oh, um, is Michael Knight in it? Now this is Carl, and this is the daughter of LAPD Cap- Police Captain Gibbs. There's Gibbs. Now, last week I thought he was Joe Don Baker, and now that that's I had a right. week to think about it, I was wrong. Yeah, that's right. Okay, but last week. He was in a movie in which he was the number three of a of a movie company, right? And they were filming a movie in which this car got stolen. Do you recall? Yes. So in, in the last week's movie, directed by Toby, the junk man from the 80s, right. uh, they were shooting a movie called Gone with 60 Seconds. And I know that because I saw a neon sign. I saw a car painting on it. I saw the, the title. The man was the name of the film. Right. Now, so, this is the daughter with the police chief and the fiancé. And she, he has discovered that she is in Penthouse Magazine. 
That's easy to discover. You just check, open your mailbox every month. <laughs> wow. There was in the stolen chopper. Listen, picks or it didn't happen is what I say. I don't believe you were a centerfold. Yeah. Now look, is this a familiar shot? Maybe. Why isn't week? it from the junk man, right? The junk man was that he wanted to reshoot the beginning of Gone with 60 Seconds, right? Well, no, the junk man was its own movie in which okay. he was the director who made Gone in 60 Seconds with a totally different name. And when I saw this scene, I was like, hey, this is neat. We're seeing the movie that they made in The Junk Man. That's interesting. Maybe HB is going to now show us the movie that Harlan, the fake director, made. But no. See, that would be pretty interesting. Well, that's what I thought this movie was. I thought that Gone with 60 Seconds in 1974 was uh, three was its own beast. And then Junk Man was about the director who just shot a movie right. called, yeah, so it's meta, right? Yeah, and, meta. You know, right. I, I love meta humor. I've never met a humor I didn't like. Oh, I never. At my age, I'm looking back on my life, and I never met a humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, it says, you don't know me on the plate. Yeah. Okay, well, two things about that. One is the police dispatcher is going to get that wrong. She's going to spell it wrong. She'll be like, Delta, Omega, you know, that the internet thinks that's interesting. And the other thing is when the car gets robbed, Carl, the in-law, uh, the fiance, fiance, yeah, he will go, the plate, Mr. Cool, was already taken. And that's funny because in Gone with 60 Seconds, Lyle Wagner's car was called Mr. Cool. God, Lyle Wagner was in Gone with 60 Seconds. This well, just his photograph. Right. And his Mr. Name. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Do you know Mr. Cool was Fonzie's dog in the Saturday morning cartoon version of Happy Days? <laughs> was it really? Yeah, he wore a leather jacket and he had opposable thumbs, the dog. Now, of which course, he would I saw every Happy Days, but I was not such a nerd to see the animated series. Look at that. That's a new shot they made. Yeah. Wow. It didn't really destroy the boat. Actually, so, thank God. Yeah, that's right. We don't want any sunken ships. Now, what we've got here is, just like last time, it's Hoyt Axton. And he is a very famous uh, folk singer of the day, of the 60s. Not really right now. Uh, but he there made a lot go. of money. Look, same shot. This time it goes into the boat. Yeah. Oh, so how many cars? It was the same car that went in? No, they must have. You know, the car count of cars they destroyed is a little skewed because 97 of them were destroyed in Gone in 60 Seconds, but we don't see all of it. Why do and you bring up a totally different movie, Carl? We've yes. seen that movie. This is an original film called Deadline Auto oh, Thief. That. Theft. Theft. And and it's also mixed up with the count of the junk man's a hundred and something cars destroyed. So there's never really a car count of what gets destroyed here. No one wanted to do the math. Whoa. All he wants to do is show crashes. This is all new footage. Yeah. Look, there was getting a hot dog. I'm still believing at this point we're this H.B. Halicki is so cool. He's showing us the movie that the junk man was in the middle of making. But no. No, so this is... <sighs> now look, look. They play tennis, but they only have the one racket. They play it off the wall. 
<laughs> they're throwing each other the racket. Only in Los Angeles Reservoir. Is that where they are? They are in Los Angeles for sure. I don't know about that reservoir part. I forgot what it's called. Oh, thank God her shirt's wet, Carl. I was going to say. He, yeah. You know, his films, this is the third uh, full original full-length movie we're watching from Toby Halinski. <laughs> no. And, uh, this is the third original full-length beginning. Because this is brand new footage right now. Yeah, I know. This is exciting. I can't wait to watch an entire movie of brand new footage. Oh, I'm so excited. I got myself a <laughs> porterhouse steak right here to dine on this. <laughs> now, this is Long Beach, California they're in, and the internet thinks it's interesting in a continuity error that Axton is the, an LAPD police chief, and that is right. not... Why would he be down there? Right. But none of these cars look like, like a fire engine or a police car. It's his co personal collection. It is his personal collection, and all the cars say LAPD, even though they're in um, Long, Beach. Long, Long Beach. Now, there's all these little, what are they called, vignettes? I don't know. Like, these two who we saw in the beginning with the dog, right. we see them throughout. They found a glass. Okay, watch. This is cool. He backs up. Like, how's he going to get away from all these cop cars in this one warehouse that's empty right. out? We need rave music in a warehouse. Rave music would be perfect, but yeah. we don't have the crowd. They'd all die of carbon monoxide poisoning anyway. <laughs> in that, yeah, that's a good point. Now, look, see, they go out, they go in, they go out, they go in. Listen, I'm a little disappointed in H.B. Halicki because it was absolutely in his power to do a whole new film. I mean, he loved it. Look at all the effort he's put into right. these car crashes and everything we're seeing here. Um, essentially, this became a director's cut of Gone in 60 Seconds, which I don't think we needed. I really don't think we need it. So now watch this. Yeah. Whoa. Damn. Well, that's it. He's done, right? Oh, no. He's, there he is. See, the thing is, in another movie, that would be the big car crash scene. But in an H.B. Halicki movie, it's just another, you know, it's just another 60 seconds of screen time. He's always crashing. Right of Long Beach. Cars. Yeah. So it isn't like this is Canada pretending to be Los Angeles. No, this is, no, no. This guy moved to Los Angeles, and I don't know if he became wanted to be a movie director because he was – let me just tell you his backstory here. Uh, they were from Dunkirk, New York, which you might have seen. It, remember from the Gone in 60 Seconds, there was the wedding right. that the bad guy was having. Um, and that, that was in Dunkirk. Dunkirk. So his father was from Austria, was an auto mechanic and an automobile salesman. He opened his own repair shop in 1919 in Dunkirk, New York, which which is still in operation right now today. It's still a family-owned Halicki. Maybe I should go over there and say I would it, like to interview you. Yeah, no shit. It was it, it made a cameo in uh, Christopher Nolan's movie Dunkirk about oh, in World War II. Yeah, so when no. they. <laughs> <laughs> it was 1919 that was way before yeah, that was in between wars that was at the hot tip of the world yeah, war one of the world 17 no maybe world war one was still raging and it was winding down by that point oh yeah oh was, yeah it was they were all entrenched <laughs> carl will you please your jokes are just over the top whoa so um okay he was one of 13 children because uh, some of them were, like, from his father's first marriage. He was from the father's second marriage. Um, 
And we saw that in um, The Junk Man. He was talking to his daughter, his fake daughter, about being one of 13 children. Anyway, he moved from New York to California, worked on vehicles. He owned his own impound and towing business in the end called H.B. Halicki Mercantile Company and Junkyard. And that's who produced. You're right. It's not a movie company who made these films. It's like the auto joint. So, yeah. Well, he would go on to have an extensive automobile antique collection toy collection which is the best part of junk man's last week's movie yes. where we went into his toy house and saw all his cars and all his signs and, and merchandise it's that for me and also the opening credits were uh you know after a week thinking about it they were fantastic yeah you know the end credits where he hand painted the end credits on cars yes. and then had like car models uh posed by him that's what you i'm know. saying this guy could have absolutely made us a whole new film look at all this new footage we're yeah. seeing and they're here, funny here, bits and here's my crash. problem I, I feel like i feel like he needs more safety patrol i mean unfortunately he died and maybe it's a little stupid for me to say this because the guy you know it's a little well he got injured all the time now i don't have a stat on how injured he got in these first films here that's him in the red car right um but, but I mean, um, there must have been. I mean, he must have worked. He's an outsider, but he must have worked within Hollywood safety patrols. You know, Carl, you ever heard of a movie called Roar? Or like the Roar, R O A R, like a, a lion. Remind me. So it's these lions or tigers. I forget. I think they're lions, but they were actual oh lions. And T- Tiffy Hepburn had these lions, and they made a movie, and people got injured. This crew, the actors, and he released it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so it was released anyway, but it was, I haven't really sat through it. I had the opportunity several times. I just, some movies I just don't want to see. Yeah. But I, well, you that's know. That's all over this film. Everyone's yeah. getting hurt. Remember the big jump at the end of Gone in 60 Seconds? It gave him a limp for life. Yeah. And he used that footage over and over again, which, you know, yes. is within his right. He earned it. Was. He earned yeah, it. He earned it. It's an interesting guy. I like these movies. I love the fact that this is finally a third movie of 100% original material. Oh, no, no. We've already seen uh, the Junkman footage. And we're going to see again. Remember, he gets out of his car and he gets onto the helicopter's landing thing. We're going to see that now. And and then we're going to stop seeing original stuff, except for when Hoyt Axton shows up every now and again. Now, look. He set up the wheel. He's got his VW Rabbit. Right, the VW Rabbit. Yeah, of course. Now, the way they did this is he's really on the back of a flatbed truck, and they made the wheels spin. So he's, yeah, he's on the back of a flatbed truck here. Now, this is footage we saw before. Now, he he got hit in the face. Yeah. And I think that the... the briefcase falling was a mistake. I really do, even though I didn't find that on the internet. Well, I mean, God forbid he should be carrying a fucking suitcase dangling from a helicopter. <laughs> it's his, it's his, it's his steal the car equipment. Oh yeah, very valuable. Yeah, there's the Volkswagen Rabbit. Yeah, this is the same thing we saw. Same in thing, yeah. Same pauses. So I take, I take it this film is just going to repurpose old footage from the last two movies. That's exactly right, and we're still excited right now seeing new footage with other stuff cut in. But eventually, it's just going to be all gone in sixty seconds. Like this is all new footage of him getting right. on and everything, and all the stuff with Carl and and the LAPD chief Hoyt is new. 
Hoist? What am I saying? No, uh, Paige Axton. Axton in flux over here. There he is. I'm going to get this yeah. guy. He's telling his next person who mistakes me for Joe Don Baker's going to be walking small. Look at him. What an idiot. Doesn't even know how the baseball bat. Okay, Joe Don. Yeah, he's trying to play cricket there, holding it backwards. Yeah. You know, it's got the flat part with the wide. That's the one way to make a movie, have a, like a real-time cricket game in the middle. Oh, no, I don't agree with you. I mean, you make a movie. That's just not cricket. I had a dream that I was in Zootopia and I was at the comedy club and mm -hmm. the grasshopper was on stage. And after every joke, I went, how do you like it now? You I don't suck. get it. Is there a drink? Cause, oh, because you're the. Yeah, I'm in the audience. Heckler. Heckling the uh, well, look, grasshopper. Here we are in New York at the original wedding. From 74? Yeah. Did we just flash back 15 years, 11 yeah, years? So do, but the fashions didn't because they're all like polka Polish stuff. You know, he was breathing heavy when he in real life went into the helicopter. He was like, yeah, but he's still wearing that stupid like <laughs> disguise. Disguise. Yeah. Okay. So now what we're finding out is it's the plot of Gone in 60 Seconds. He's been given the deal to get 48 cars within 48 hours, okay? But this time there's the twist that the police chief is after him. This is the part in which he tells him, you're not going on your honeymoon, you're helping us steal the car. Right, I remember this from two weeks ago. Now, Carl, that actor Carl, I didn't like it watching this film because he kept saying, Carl, you're an idiot! Carl, you retard! Carl! You, kept, you kept saying, get a second, honey, I'm watching a movie. Oh, wait a minute! Quiet, Carl! So I got about eight times during this film now the actor who plays carl i knew i recognized him before for this film i did find his detail um he was twins on the sopranos he was philly and patsy parisi both guys on the hbo television series the soprano oh, various characters in law and order don't uh the junk bandit lists, Men of Respect, The Yards. He was Crooklyn as a Con Edison man in 1994, the Spike Lee film. Yeah. So his success, if you want to call it that, really came pretty late. You know, it was way after this film. But he was a mathematics professor in between. <laughs> so he made a living and was in movies. This is all new footage. Yeah. It's deal getting made that he's going to steal the cars. No, it's just the, all this equipment, all these toys are cool. I mean, we saw a boat and a plane boat, yeah. a boat plane. Well, you know, he made millions off of um, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, which only cost him $100,000 to make. Now, at the time, he was scraping money together. They would film stuff, then they would stop and spend about a month, month and a half, like repairing 40 cars. He would stockpile 10 grand again. Let's shoot. You know, he would fund himself, and it really paid off for him when he made millions. That's how he was able to sort of uh, do this collection. Now, the cars that he had for the first film, they were right. really on the cheap. Now, I know that we're talking about 1974 money, but still, paying $200, which is what, a court, maybe two grand today, for a huge dump truck and a fire trucks. and It's a steal. You know, there's Lyle Wagner's car. Right, Mr. Cool. Yeah. 
So oh my God, this is like I've recognized this movie. This is gone in sixty seconds. We're just is his mustache fake? The finger he just edited in. Is his mustache fake? Yeah. These are burning questions from like two, uh, two weeks no. ago. He's wearing a wig for sure. I don't know if his mustache is fake. I don't think so. But that's the same thing he wore when he jumped on a helicopter and climbed inside. Yes, exactly. So that it would match this footage. He Man, I can't believe he would do all these. I mean, I understand his passion is cars and and stunts. and he. But to also do that helicopter stunt, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well, he thought he was so cool and he was right. He was a badass. Yeah. Now, well, fuck Tom was, Cruise. Fuck Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, no, he does it. No, he hung on to a plane. He deserves kudos, too. It's a different thing I, entirely. I, I, who hasn't I, hung on to a plane? He's not a badass. It's movies, but he he had the balls to have. Could Would you Would you no. hang off of a 747? Absolutely not. I would I, I would go to the, uh, make sure that my movie has, like, a, a safety team. And stuntmen <laughs> and like unions and professionalism, and that way I know the stunts are being monitored. You now, know, right now he's the LA police ch chief. Go ahead, turn it up if you want. He's chat, you know, he's really giving them. You know what this is? This is our Prince Charming's toolbox. <laughs> That's remember he dropped it off the car when he got on the chopper. Oh my god, so they're they're so this is new. He got away, and we got a toolbox. He's really mad. Now, Hoyt Axton was an American singer, songwriter, guitarist, and actor. Became prominent in the early 60s, establishing himself on the West Coast as a folk singer. Back then, nobody knew folk music was going to die. Folks, he, uh, folk stars were heroes and, you know, big deal on the radio, sure. selling records. They just, when, I don't know, was it when Dylan went electric? I don't know. At some point, people said, forget when Twitter. I think it was I'll when like, Twitter wow. came about and people were like, huh. I could hear your political views without a song. <laughs> yeah. You uh you don't know me. You, you don't, don't yeah. You be you. <laughs> you don't know me. Now he wrote Joy to the World, which which Three Dog Night made fa famous. Right. So we talked about it last week. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <clears throat> he did it all folky. <laughs> Was a big friend of mine. <laughs> Christmas ruined that song because you hear "Joy to the World" and you think Christmas, 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 Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. I think of um, uh, French food when I hear Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Okay, did you ever hear the pusher? <laughs> the song "The Pusher." I'm a pusher, man. Do you, right? With I don't know. It's no, a I don't. Song that he wrote. The no-no song, Greenback Dollar, Della and the Dealer, and Never Been to Spain. Apparently, these were big hits for him. Right. He must have been to Spain by this point. Yeah, there's Los Angeles Airport from two uh, weeks ago. This is the same fucking movie. Yeah, it's so lax. Get it, LAX. The this same joke from so two weeks lax. ago. And it's the same footage. Right, right. Yeah. You should just, we, you know we what? Just... Why don't we stop now, and I will edit in... The part of last week's film and the week before, you know, it will rerun too. I dare you. H.B. Halicki, man. He I dare you. What a No, but so, okay, you know, our movies the selection are usually, I like movies, and I can't think of a bad movie. If it puts it, if you could watch it from beginning to end, it's a movie. Okay. But there's some films that are fucking ripoffs. And I like watching movies of all stripes, and I do like bad movies, but ripoff movies are my favorite. Oh, what is your. Like uh, Battlestar Galactica. Do you remember the original television series from yeah. the 80s? 
Yes. They released the pilot, and then the second episode, they edited it and released it as a theatrically released yes, I remember. Star Wars-looking movie. And it, it, the Golden Turkey Awards like uh, had a category called like Worst Ripoff, and that won Worst Ripoff. That, that really deserves it, because a TV show is not the same as a movie. They're different formulas entirely. Yeah, you know what? The, we did that for Bad Movie Night at the Dark Room in San Francisco years ago, and we, you know, we live heckled it. So I've seen it. It starts off with the pilot. Here's the politics of uh, Battle of right. Galactica, a star, <clears throat> a whole world building. And then an hour into this movie, 40 minutes into this movie, they're at the cantina and they're like, oh, Debbie broke a nail. And like, ah, Toby's got to <laughs> migrate. It must be because of, he has... Uh, he has to study for finals tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> but he also has to walk the dog. Do, 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 do. They kept cutting the commercial. It was the ripoff. What? Oh, Deadpool. Deadpool. This is new 2. footage. This is new footage. Uh, Deadpool was another ripoff because the sequel uh, was R-rated, and on Christmas Day they theatrically released a PG-13 edit where they added new material where Fred Savage is in the bed from. Uh, that stupid movie everyone likes. Uh -huh. You know, the Fred okay. Savage movie. Okay. The, the the one with Andre the Giant it. and Wallace Shawn and Billy oh. Crystal and Carol Kane. You know, that's... Bride's Bride. Bride Heads Revisited. Princess Bride. Princess Bride. So he's an adult and Deadpool kidnapped him and put him in, this, in a studio to recreate the Princess Bride. And he's tied up in the bed. And Deadpool tells him the story of Deadpool 2, the R-rated version, but oh, all the oh, violence is cut out. Really? So they could do a PG-13 version, and they theatrically release it. I've seen it on DVD. It is worth So he's doing Columbo's part. He's reading to the boy. He is Peter Falk, yes. And at the end of the movie, uh, he's like, okay, I'm done. Let's get you out of bed. He goes, I can't. My legs are numb. And you could hear the crew crack up, and the camera kind of moves out. And you see, it was a set all along. They were just. <laughs> was, it was that good. Was it fun? Was well, it yeah, I'm a big. Off? I'm a big. I'm not a fan of Ryan Ronald Reynolds, but mm -hmm. and I'm not a fan that Monica, his girlfriend, is not going to be in the third movie. I find okay. that an aberration. The first movie, right? He becomes Deadpool because of Monica, right? His love. Yes. The second movie, he. Uh, tries to save this kid because he lost Monica, his soul, right? right? He wants his soul. His heart and soul of Deadpool is Monica. They've already said she's not going to be in the third movie. Okay, so why have the movie? Okay. Yeah, so what's the point? Like, what? where's the, the balance? Where's the, like, what happened to her? You know, what happened to that character? It's ridiculous. Yeah, anyway, it's Carl, like, um, uh, what's his name's Do Dead Dog? You love that film, the, the Oh, Wicked. Yeah, Matrix guy. Listen, man, it was just that Russian guy. He just went a little too far. I think if he just took the car and drove out. Yeah. Yeah. So no, Deadpool, Deadpool was released, Deadpool 2, theatrically released. Then it was released on DVD. And then they had like the supersonic deluxe version, super deluxe version. So they added all the outtakes. And there was a lot of backstory with, the, the, with other characters. Then they did a theatrically released as well of Once Upon a Deadpool. So they cranked out like three different yes, cues. squeezed out. Yeah. Wheezed all out. The so reason we're not talking about the film is we saw it before. We've seen it two weeks ago. Check out our episode. Yeah. But Carl, I have to tell you, uh, let's think of more ripoff movies. Okay. Um, this movie. Yeah. Well, 
One time, um, they took a Star Trek episode on Deep Space Nine, and they used all that footage and put in as if they were going back in time. So they, it, was it a ripoff? They actually, maybe it wasn't because they they did a lot of effort and right. They had an ex- okay. So what's another? Yeah. Well, the Spider Man yeah. movie that we saw on this show they released in France. That's and right. Germany. Yes. Spider-Man, the television show from then 78, was released yeah. theatrically, and it showed. That's yeah, a real show. Oh, I just had one, too. Oh, you know the Jackass movies? They tend to release a, a 0.5 version. Okay. So, so there's, like, Jackass Forever, and there's Jackass 4.5. So if you have Paramount streaming, you can see the theatrically released Jackass Forever. If you have Netflix, you could watch their DVD, direct-to-DVD re-edit. So it's like the behind-the-scenes. a rip-off, yeah. Like it's the outtakes. But it's, I feel like if you could post a movie and then you – oh, I have one. Smoke and the movie called Blue in the Face. Okay. It was uh, – Paul Auster was a New York – it's a New York novelist. Uh, Miramax, Weinstein – during the Weinstein era in the 90s, re- released a movie. He worked with Wayne Wang the director, and they, they came out with a movie called Smoke. It's Harvey Keitel, and he's in a neighborhood in a borough, in, I forget which borough. I forget which borough, right? Right, right. Well, it's got to right. be... Staten Island. It doesn't have to be. No. It was West New York, New Jersey. It was... Oh. But but they had a store, and, like, it was about his life. And, the, you know, the characters that walked into his cigarette, and they all smoked cigars, they all smoked cigarettes, and they chatted. So they improvised another movie. Where the characters uh, come into this place and just hang out for another ninety minutes, and they theatrically released it. I actually saw it at the Opera Plaza in San Francisco in the screening room. So right. it was like eight seats and Madonna ad libbing, and I'm like, "What a <laughs> fucking ripoff!" <laughs> this is all new footage. Yeah. Then Carl is wants his car back. I can't. I want my car back. Yeah. Shut up, Carl! You're a piece of shit, Carl. You're watching this movie like, hey, man, that's just not fair. This is new material. Look at all the footage of the pictures in the background of Carl and his fiance. But that's the thing. Like, Toby doesn't have sex in this movie, right? It isn't like one of those car crash movies where Hal Needham has, like, titty women in there. Uh, titty no, women by, like, that's one thing about H.B. Halicki. He never exploited it. Like, he was always the cool guy because he's stealing cars, not because right. he can get girls. That's never part of the plot. Lots. So it's weird to see like just a, a model hanging out because it wasn't like that in the other two movies. Well, it's not. There's Mr. Cool. You see the right. plate. And, mm-hmm. and it's funnier early in the film if you're watching it with the uh, sound. This is Lyle Wagner's car because Carl goes, Mr. Cool was already taken. They're like, that you don't know me. That's your plate. He goes, well, Mr. Cool was already taken. I thought, uh, that hey, I, I'm here to take Mr. Cool's car. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen all this. We've seen all this. He's Dave's not here, man. Dave's not here. Oh, that's a ripoff. I went to the Wellmont Theater in Oh, Montclair, yes, in Montclair. And maybe we're talking 20 uh 2017, 2018, something like that, and I saw Cheech and Chong and essentially they did all the bits you already know. Still smoking? And they weren't doing like their it wasn't like, oh, the greatest hits, like a rock band playing their I was lazy. It was lazy. They were doing their old thing. Went they to the Wilmot to see that. So, uh, yeah, I bet you it was still smoking where they go to Amsterdam and then they just ends with a concert. <laughs> Do you remember what? That was a film that 
Cheech and Chong did. Was that a, considered a ripoff in your opinion? Well, there's no story. I mean, it's not necessarily a ripoff because I know they're going to do material. So mm -hmm. I know that as a Cheech and Chong fan, I'm seeing it so they can act, get on all fours and sniff each other's butts like that. Right. You know? That was, they did that, like the dogs greeting. Yeah. Do you remember the one where the guy has the gun and then the other guy gets the gun? They did that one. Yeah, 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 they yeah. Did Dave's not here. They did. Yeah. I think that you'd be tickled. Oh, it's all their old classics. But I was the, watching the, it going, guys. But the tagline, off. You, the tagline of that movie is that you'll be rolling in the aisles. Uh -huh. <laughs> Were you not rolling in the aisles at the Wellmont in 1983? Uh, no, I was. Oh, well, I was God. with a bunch of friends, including including Tom Kroll and Jimmy Roger. Well, yeah, I guess you don't know Jimmy, but including a lot of names you'd know from right. history. So it was very appropriate. Listen to him. Listen to him. All right, never mind. We missed it. We missed Carl. The Halicki is the insurance adjuster as he was before. He's Madrian, Madrian Pace. It's the same thing he's investigating. So now Ho Hoyt is like, listen, for some reason, my daughter loves this loser. Please try to recover this car for my daughter's sake. Forget this guy. So this is a director's cut where a decade later, he kind of fleshed out the story a bit. Did he? He made a new story that he tacked on top of. Look, the, is it really a director's cut? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean. Oh, you know, MTV, uh, real world MTV had a theatrically released movie, MTV uh, Cacoon. Yeah. And I can't find a copy. I'm, I've checked YouTube every week. Can uh, Cancun? It was, Catcoon? What? Cancun. Cancun. Right? Like yeah. City. Okay. Uh, and I know that it was released exclusively on video on Best Buy back in the back when it came out. So who knows the history? But that seems like you, what? Uh, well, I don't know. TV movie TVs have become movies. Not are they ripoffs? I mean, yes. some animated films. Are, wait, wait. Like TV shows that become a movie and they shoot a whole movie. That's okay. But right. TV when they take, shows. But what about like what about a children's show? Like let's say the uh Rud Rats or Wild Thornberries right? or even Bob's Burgers, God bless, uh, and the Simpsons movie from 07. Don't you feel like they just basically three episodes in a row? But as an audience member, that's kind of what I want to see, right? Well, okay. I remember the Simpsons movie in which they were stuck in the dome or right. whatever. It really was an hour and a half its own movie. It wasn't like they made three TV shows and butt-ended them. But don't you feel like there was three storylines going on during it? So, like, Lisa met this this charming boy in the first third, and then, you know, uh, Bart leaves Homer for Flanders in the second uh, third. I have to watch it again. Yeah. I like, it seems like episodes, like, beelines and story, whatever, but that's what I expect from The Simpsons. And you're right. The Globe was a theatrically released idea. Like, that's uh -huh. what you want to see as a movie. Now, we saw this before. This is the guy seeing... That, you know, they have to get rid of the car because uh, somebody noticed that it was stolen. So to get rid of their implication, they're going to tow off the truck and have it, have the car and have it destroyed. It's the same thing we saw in, I'm even like listening to myself talk about it. And it's like, don't. It's yeah, right. We've seen this. So we have, you know, so he passed Here away. The, dog, the police dog, remember, he's on top right. of the roof. And you were like. What is this ridiculous? You're right. I mean, it's overkill. Well, they they trained the dog to sniff out car thieves. 
Yeah, that's the thing. It's a, it's a guy in a tow truck. Why is he suspicious at all? I don't know why the cops stopped him in the first place. This whole film was financed on cocaine. Like, the dog should be dead by this point. <laughs> you shouldn't be, this website, does the dog die? It should be, does the dog get high? Yeah, right. Like, the canine movies? Like, Jim Belushi. Wait, I don't know if I want to take the family. Let me check does the dog get high.com first. Oh, no. Always it's in cool. movies, you see them putting the beer and the water of the dog. Uh-huh, right. Usually with the dog high. food in it. That was this strange brew, right? With Hoser, their dog. They had a poor... Yes. Uh, and then, where's strange my beer? Yeah, I wish it was on YouTube. Mel, Mel Blanc is the, fa- the voice of the father. Yeah, that's Get right. Me, where's my... The boys brought beer! You know, they got jobs! <laughs> Watch this and... Crap. Oh, Close the door. When he, they catch him having sex. He walks into his parents having sex, and it's it's Bob and Doug dressed up as the parents. Oh, I Doug forgot each. that scene. And they have Mel Blanc's voice. Close the door. <laughs> um, so when viewed after director H.B. Halicki's second movie, The Junk Man, this film becomes an interesting piece of metafiction, just like you oh, said. Hey, I'm all for it. You know, I've never met a fiction I didn't like. <laughs> Most I did that joke on stage. I I don't. It's not in my act currently, but I like Metamucil. Like I'm, now I'm at my age. I'm looking back. I never met a Metamucil. I didn't like. That's good. A lot of people say it's gritty. I don't know. It's all right. I thought you were going like Metamucil. Like oh yeah, I have some postmodern medicine. Some Metamucil. <laughs> Most of the movie is a shortened version of Halicki's first film, Gone in 60 Seconds, 1974, with a new lengthy opening sequence, really was, and various other new scenes which create a new subplot surrounding Hoyt Axton as the LAPD Auto Theft Division lead. Right, because Hoyt's introduced in the second movie. He was nowhere in the universe of the first movie. Right, he was not, and now he's getting merged. He's merging them. Once again, it's H.B. Halicki's brother who's working that crane. Of course, we're going back to 74 here. It feel, I feel ripped off watching this film because I'm watching right now. I know I got my new footage in the beginning, but H.B., right. man, Toby, Toby, dude, you could have made a whole film. You know it's within your wheelhouse. You know it's within your right. power. Well, you we, we, we love the guy. We love these movies. We have absolute respect. It is a shame he passed away. He was shooting a sequel to Gone with 60 Seconds. So right. I don't understand in this universe that he's created where it would place. So in the sequel, it would have Hoyt. It would have the brother. It would have everyone from the first two movies and this movie. You know, it would well, be. You know, I guess I would suggest we see it. But the thing is, it's it's like only 30 minutes. It's 40 minutes. Well, maybe, well, when, you know, Carl, we should register for the uh, Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Maybe fly. 3,000 miles, yeah, you know. Just, when is it? Uh, I, Pam has the, uh, as of this recording, it is, uh, the uh, enrollments are available and details are available at mutinyradio.fm. Hey, Don't are you, are you a comedian from St. Louis? Come on down. I remember when we did there go there, there were comedians from Colorado. Yeah, across from, the country. It was really yeah. cool. And we had them all on our show. woman who was a homeless comedian. Yeah, and I'm and friends with her on Facebook now. She, she was like, I can be homeless here. I can be homeless there. Just don't have a home. <laughs> I was like, all right. I think she does a lot of road gigs, too. Yeah, she must because uh, she has the ability to. She's free, and she was funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff. So if she's doing it again, something like that, we could just do 40 minutes within the hour recording. Now, I want to say that in 
in Gone in 60 Seconds 2, when he died, he did not die in a stunt, driving a car or something like that. He did die by just a freak accident of the set. You said you know? it was a water tower that fell well, there, no, good, good call. But no, there was a water tower that was going to topple over in the scene, and the way they were going to get it to topple over wasn't by the crash, but they were going to pull cables. Okay, one of those tight cables snapped. It swung down and hit a light pole, like basically chopped it, and that light pole or a telephone pole, and that's what fell on HB. Oh my God! So he didn't die in a stunt. Right? He wasn't jumping over the cars at the end of Gone in 60 Seconds, hurting himself. It was just a freak. Right. We've seen this all before. I know. This is, and this is actually... In that tank, remember? Yeah. I don't know if you remember. I know this is 74 and not 85. Okay. He gets in to seal the car, and surprise, there's a tiger cub in there. Right. Yeah, right. I remember this. Huh? Yeah. They, they put in the roar sounds. Oh, so, you know, to answer my question from two weeks ago, the window was cracked open, at least. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. No, he he cracked, he broke into it. That's how. I'm sure the tiger was very safe, Mike. Right. <laughs> they didn't abandon an animal. Like I don't know, it's shopping. 1974. Like, you go to a beer place, you park your car, and you, you roll the windows up, and your tiger, like, will suffocate. <laughs> Listen, put a tiger in your tank. Not in the yeah, back seat. Right. Not in your back seat. Okay, there's an interview with Halicki, and he says that he was not excited by the first three minutes of the original film. Do you remember it was the train crash investigation? Yeah. Almost there was okay a with real that. life train crash, and Halicki heard about it, and he goes, Great, get right. the crew. We're going to put this in the and film. And then 10 years later, it's like, That's the worst part of my movie. Well, why would That's I go right. with my impulse? You know what That's I should do? Right. I should redo the movie. What a great, impulsive idea. That right. there. We're seeing where the, uh, the the Eleanor lives, just like we did. Oh, new footage, new footage. Yeah. What did you guys find out? Go ahead, listen, listen. He's wearing a boss hog for president t-shirt. Yeah, Apparently a South American heavyweight who deals exclusively in expensive cars, limos, and planes. The guy on the left was in Junkman. He's merging his cinematic universes. Now, this is gone in 60 seconds, and the guy was going to let him test drive. So he gets out to switch seats with him, and then our hero just drives away, ripped <laughs> off car. Oh, have you seen the Michael Jackson footage? Remember he passed away, and he was going to go on a worldwide tour, and one of the things oh. they did, and I think it was in Las Vegas. So they filmed his rehearsal, and when he died, they released that as a movie. I've seen it. Uh, is that a ripoff? They well, what? Rehearsal. They were soaking. It's a cash grab. It's all we got of them. Yeah. It wasn't intended to be theatrically released. It was, you know, it, it was an expensive production that they recorded. It's not a movie, but it is a album. This happened to Hendrix over and over and over. People would release a record of that was Hendrix, and it was just a recording of this rehearsal or whatever, another take or whatever. Right. So the Michael Jackson stuff, did it look like he was in rehearsal, or did it look yeah, like... Yeah, no, it was. It was for a show. So they, it was a lot of... Fil not filler. I mean, it depends on your view of history, but 
the dancers auditioning and they would talk to the camera. I'm really excited to be oh. with Mr. Jackson. This is his life, childhood dream. And then they show him on this Vegas stage and he's like walking through his songs and he's performing them. And, you know, then they have like working with the people and the people talk. And then people are like, oh, I love Michael Jackson. Oh, how sad. You know, like, uh, did you think that they were soaking footage that they could have never used and just cranking out a movie? It's so mixed because, you know, the history of Michael Jackson, he was so in the hole and he was going to have, they wanted him to perform so much. Like this is right before he died. Money wise. Yeah. You know, remember he's just burning money and everything and all this stuff. So he needed to go back in the public light. He needed to work. Oh, he found heroin. Yeah. Right. Let me check. We saw this in the earth. I don't even feel like telling you. So. You remember the bad guy is like, let's sell this heroin and HP. Right. Like, yeah, the bad guy, the adversary. Yeah. And Halizzi's like, no drugs. The only type of topless women are the ones you find in a garage. No sex, no drugs. Now, the same thing, like, I had to say to you in Gone in 60 Seconds, like, you think H.B. Halicki's being really smart. If this is heroin, we return it to the mob or whoever. We just put the car back where you found it. But then instead, H.B. Halicki burns the car and it doesn't make any sense. We why never really this. And they don't shoot him at the end like in Ozark. <laughs> yeah, like in Ozarks. Right. So they spilled the heroin on the floor. So they're going to move the car over it. Well, they're actually going to have the cop himself do it. It was pretty right, clever when right. we saw the I film. Remember. Yeah. yeah so the michael jackson it was like he was going to do the show and they were going to overwork him it was not a possible so for me to see the footage yes it's archive i mean it's the closest i'm going to ever get to see what this train wreck what this was supposed to be so you know i, I watched it uh but i didn't watch it as a movie i didn't watch uh-huh. it as a performance i watched it because it existed yeah, okay, so it's a mixed bag of if it's newer. Okay, so the cop missed the heroin. He's sitting. He's the one going, ah, there's a thief. There's a car thief ring around here. Keep your nose. Okay, Madrian right. Pace, keep your eyes out. Let me you can't, know. You can't, you can't miss them. They're shady characters. Oh, all right, all right, we got you. Yeah, they have horrible taste in clothing. Okay, all right, man. Haliki sought to him. Prove upon the original Gone in 60 Seconds, 1974, by re-releasing it with these new scenes, which are far more extravagant and costly than it was than was originally shot. Without the different title, it could almost be a director's cut of the original movie. I kind of don't agree that it could be a director's cut. I mean, it's no, he, supposed he, to be its own film. I'll, I respect it for that because he did. He took. He said, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to course correct. I'm going to recon this. I'm going to say that the people in the second movie were in the first movie the whole time, and this is how it's going to look." This guy was so cool. He was such a badass. It was absolutely in his power to make a new film, and we see that from the entire opening. I really think he was being lazy here and just cranking out. Okay, let's look at what movies he did make because maybe this was the only lazy one. Well, I mean, he's independently financing these movies. You know, maybe he couldn't afford yeah. a full-length movie. And he, he knew that he had enough original movie movie footage. He can get this in the theaters and make back his money. I guess you're right. It's just that he he certainly had a lot of movie from the first film, and he spent it on a property and amassing a collection of interesting things. 
maybe you're right. Maybe he ran down of... Okay, Love Me Deadly Racer in 72. He was an actor and associate producer. But then, <clears throat> 74, gone in 60 seconds. 82 is the junk man. Right. So he went through his money, maybe, and said, I got to make a new film because that was um, uh, eight years later. It took him two years to make the film. Then he had a documentary also in 82 called The Making of the Junk Man. That sounds pretty cheap, right? Just did a... 83 was Deadline Auto Thief, only one year later. So he obviously... He must have had extra footage or he wanted to... He had an envision... Because the second movie is about it. The director of Gone with the 60 Seconds. So he probably was like, you know what? I have all these ideas. I got to... Now, in 88, he did something called Deadly Addiction, in which he was simply the actor. I don't know about that film. Really? Yeah. But in 89, we had our Gone in 60 Seconds, too. He was going to make a whole new film, and that's when he passed, uh, which was... Yeah, I'm curious, like, he must have worked within Hollywood as a stuntman, right? Or as a coordinator or something no. like that? No. No. He does have the uh, title of stuntman in his credits of producer, director, actor, but it's his own films. So, we're, hey, look, that red car on the wall, that was in the opening credits of The Junkman. He's pointing at... I what, don't... Right there, by... Oh, that car, it was in the credits in the opening. Yeah. It's funny, like, you know, they have a good sense of humor, like these, like, car garages where they have all this knickknacks on the wall, right? The peace mm -hmm. signs and shit like that. And then the Junk Man, his own toy house is fucking wicked, you know? It yeah. has like, even more shit on the walls. Yep, there's to the John Wick. Uh, $5 million for John Wick. <laughs> Hello, I I have oh, tattoos and I'm using old timey telephone <laughs> contract. He has been ex perpetrated. Ex what? They took like old fashioned ex. I forgot excommunicated or some shit like that. Uh huh. He's out of the Russian mob. What is the word when you take a church and you excommunicated? Excommunicated. Oh, no, no. You get it's not holy anymore. Church. Like there's a church that's holy and then the holiness is removed. They did that with the hotel. Remember, you couldn't kill people in the Continental. And then in the second movie, they're like, fuck that shit. That's been removed. And they start, no, in the third movie. And they start I beating each other up. I don't know the term. Ex? Ex, uh, ex I don't know. Certified. I learned a lot of words in John Wick. I learned what parlay means. You didn't right? know parlay? All well, right. I didn't know that you walk into a, a rooftop and go, parlay? Like, I, I saw it in context. <laughs> we should have a parlay. Let's have a parlay. Here comes John Wick in the rooftop. Parlay. In medieval France, there would be a war. And you would do a parlay, which meant the the leader of the opposite army was allowed to come in and negotiate in your territory. And you promise you weren't going to kill him. That's it just was, one view of French history. What is Adam Driver's story? <laughs> <laughs> and then there was parlay in uh, evoked in the uh, Johnny Depp films, the Pirates of the Caribbean. It was used in that. Oh, really? Yeah, that's where it came from. Okay, now, in Gone in 60 Seconds, you had to go to the bathroom or something. You left, and I watched this with the audience, and I complained that it's the worst. We're going to see Halicki walking these cars, and then, um, I forgot her name. It's so, it's some, ins well, the woman is 
it cut with her in the office just thinking. It goes back and forth and back and forth. What was her name? Pumpkin was her name. So here we see Halicki walking cars. Then we see Pumpkin in the office looking at pictures. It's just so stupid how much time is wasted on what we're seeing right now. And it doesn't make sense because H.B. Halicki was all about showing you action on the screen. Right. Well, he's showing his toys. I mean, he's, he's no, about... No, this is... He's got to go to the cars he stole and take out the Eleanor and return it because it was uninsured. If and then the was, If you haven't listened to the episode, Eleanor is this, like, holy grail of cars. Well, it's this... the code name for the 1973 Mustang, Ford Mustang, because it was never going to be another Mustang made. So it was the popular, most popular car of the day and that's why it was the one to steal he's thinking sitting he's thinking, thinking he's walking he's walking he is walking ah interesting an open hood he's walking she's thinking she is thinking he yeah, is walking. This, is, this is not a good director's choice i guess yeah look at the cameras moving both ways yep Someone's walking, camera moves. Someone's sitting in place, camera's moving. Now he's in the Eleanor, he's got to return. And now we're going to stop seeing this stupid sequence and we're going to get our 40 minute chase. Right. The famous 40 minute chase. Right. And why are we watching it again? It's already famous. Maybe she's like Kingpin or something. Like, like she's just thinking about the family and the histories of crime. I can't believe. No, I don't that's know. Pumpkin. That's the love interest of. Uh, of Adrian, yeah, of which is Madrian Pace, not Adrian, not Adrian. It's Madrian. Why? That's Madrian Pace. So she is not. She's a worker bee. She right. comes up and makes sure the cars are insured. Well, you know, I actually in the last two weeks that we've seen this, and I know that I walked out for a cigarette. Uh, I have the I have the script, and according to it, she's thinking like, "Oh, I hope he's okay," and then she's like. <laughs> Did I let the dog a cat out? Did I let the cat out? I don't. <sighs> did I leave the yeah? Did I leave the stove on? Did I leave the stove on? Hey, did uh, is there really all the days of the weekends with why? It's so crazy. <laughs> it's not true in Spanish. All though. days that makes sense. Okay, so oh. Eleanor's returned, and they're going to go steal the new one from the uh the apartment building where they saw it originally. And meanwhile, the bad guy has tipped off the cop who's looking for the ring. Right. Because if you want to find this ring, then put a stake out on the such and such apartments. And that's going to lead us to our 40 minute chase. So we are, this is like the pre, this is the prologue of the chase. Yeah. This is setting it up. Pre, pre, pre. Wow. Look at that. You got a camera up on a telephone pole. Is it prologue and epilogue? Is that how that goes before yeah. and after? Okay, this is the prologue. The prologue says, listen, this is going to be really good. I'm so pro for this. And then the epilogue is like um, 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> so the there was a, a writer who only did logs. He would log his uh, epilepsy. He would log down. He was very good at it. He was a pro, prologue. Yeah, he was a pro at it. Yeah, and he would do his, it was an epilogue of his epilepsy. Okay, 
I don't know why we're watching this film anymore from this point on. It's just going to be what we saw before. So if you, if you don't think these jokes are funny, it's because Carl and I are amateur logs. <laughs> I'm not a prologue. Yeah, this is it. Oh, look, it's the John Wick. Uh, Five million bounty for John Wick sending out. Why was she punching a punch clock when she? Because she was she was placing the order for the assassinate John Wick. At I five guess o'clock. it's two computers and it was a time stamp for the paperwork. I guess seriously. Yeah. Yeah, probably that's how you keep bureaucracy going. Oh, here we go. We said it last week. Sabotage. <laughs> I can't stand it. I know you planned it. I'm a set straight this water deep. Yeah, I just saw a movie commercial with that song used for some kids' movie. It was a great uh, video, right? Great video. Yeah, yeah. These cops. So it was really good. They did a, like, Sofia Coppola had a show on Comedy Central, and uh-huh. one of the things she did was she interviewed them in character. As the cops? Yeah, they're That's like really at a. Interesting. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> Now the car alarm's going off, so he's going to deactivate it. And that's a tip-off to the cops. And I was like, oh, if you hear a car alarm, it might mean it's being stolen. Oh. Oh, that's what a car alarm is? The International Towers. Yeah. ripping off somebody. I need to live in a building that has a stupid title on it. Look how he has got high heels and bell bottoms. It is the day. Right. And then it cuts to this 85 where they're all like... Right, because this film came out in 82, and Bell Bottoms were seriously way done, way over in 82. And you certainly didn't wear high heels as a, well, maybe that's not true. I better not start talking ass here. Carl, do you consider a sequel that just that repeats the begin, uh, the first movie a ripoff? Yes. Like, yeah. Like a flashback or something? Well, no, it would be like uh, Blues Brothers 2000. They have to get the band back together again right. and, and then at the end perform for the devil or whatever. But uh... um, Okay, Blues Brothers 2000 wasn't a ripoff because they really did make their own film. But it was lame because they were trying to recreate. It couldn't be done. It couldn't be yeah. done. They had a, they had a hit. And I saw it in a theater where, where the James Brown performance, it was it was a great moment in being in the theater because yes. everyone was lit to it. It was all, you know, it was a good show. But yeah, uh, like, not Ghostbusters, but some films, like, I don't know, there's a nostalgia value. If you're doing a sequel to a 30-year-old movie, you want to acknowledge the cultural references, but on the other hand, I guess... There is like, the I'm, new Jurassic Park with the original cast yeah. back. I guess that's not a ripoff because they're expanding, continuing the story. Yeah. So my son, when he was little, really loved Jurassic Park. He did. And then he liked the second one, which was uh, To Live and Die as a Dinosaur in L.A. That's right. Yeah. It was shot in Canada, ironically. And then he liked the third one just because the... The Los Angeles world. I remember that. L.A. world. Now, the third one was um, with uh, Julianne Moore and Vince... Vince Vaughn is that right, and that was called Jurassic Park Three. They were just and, like, "Fuck it." That's in Larry yeah. Sanders. Larry Sanders, uh, uh, Jeffrey Tambor's character, the sidekick. Marty uh, uh, Artie goes up to Vince Vaughn playing himself, and he's like, "Who are you?" And he goes, "I was in Jurassic Park." <laughs> <laughs> that's his. That's his claim to fame. Not I love um, that. 
Sonyers. not Cell Block 99 or whatever it was. Oh, I saw that movie. Fucking sick film. It really was. So what I'm saying is I was saying to my kid, look, they're making new Jurassic Park. And he was like, cool. You know, now he's like, you know, he was uh, 19 or something. And he was like, you know what, dad, this is not, it's a ripoff. It's not the same. I mean, they're just talking the name Jurassic Park. And you do see the dinosaurs and everything. Right. But it's not what it was in the original in which there was nothing. And then this guy created something. You know, he was like, they're just hawking more. It's not done right. by Spielberg. It's just they're cranking well, them out now. Part of the reason why the, the original was so popular is that the book was insanely popular. It so, was. you know, you know, it wasn't. Michael Crichton. So my kid was really little, like, eight or nine and he used to read to me when he good to go to bed like it used to be i would read them the story and then i taught him how to read i really did and then yeah. they would read to me so he got to this part about an alligator impregnating uh, uh one of the eggs and it, it talks about how he puts his penis in and my kid is coming up to read this part and i don't know that's coming and he doesn't know anything so he goes inserted the penis into <laughs> talking and it didn't even become a you didn't say what's a panace dad never yeah. even came up did i stick my panace into a crocodile son Bottoms. i don't discourage you from any of your urges but a crocodile might not be so safe whack yeah that's right well she was from the first movie this whole thing all we're, we're gonna watch all the way to the end now is just a repeat of gone in 60 seconds every now and again hoyt will stick his nose in as the lapd's chief and say get him well, he's we, going that way we watch these movies on we watch these movies on youtube right yeah they insert it no don't go to the bicentennial stage head okay, over there by the over. l stage chase is over he got him no, it was 45 minutes, you said. We're not even, Chase we haven't done. even stressed He's it. Caught. I guess it's over. All right, we did this two weeks ago. It's done. Nothing, he has to quit. But then the bystander says, oh, shit, he's going to drive right over me. Oh, oh, I'm getting out of the way. Yeah, as slowly as possible. Escape. Quick, shoot his headlight. There's a lot of bystanders in this movie. Yeah, we talked about it in the first film. This was when he was not known at all. He might have had permits or whatever and the support of the cops, but he just let regular people walk the streets. <laughs> See that baby? Yeah. Yeah, if he would go on to be an actor, he would be like, yeah, I was in Gone in 60 Seconds. My credits include. Right. Wow, you've been doing this a long time. Yeah. Sir, uh, excuse me, this is a red carpet for Garmin 60 Seconds for Nicolas Cage and Angelina Joel. That's cool. That's cool. I'm cool. I'm legacy. I was in the original. Look at that shot. Oh. Queen Mary. Now, this is, this is again, Junkman footage. So this is Queen Mary 2 in the 80s, right? No. Uh, I think you're right. I think it's Queen Mary 2. Oh, there it is. There's a the guy from Junkman. Oh, right. Yeah. This Junkman footage he's adding. It's his yeah. car that gets stolen. He was the DJ. He was driving. They stole his car. We saw the wild world of Jane Mansfield. Great and film. Great film. But, you know, they had actresses portraying her. So that's a bit of a ripoff. They did? Well, wasn't like, oh, oh I just want to be a movie had, like, star. Um, yeah, you're right about that. After she died, they did 
fill-in footage with a look-alike from behind and stuff like that. I remember that. Faces of Death. How's that for a ripoff movie? I don't know. Is that a ripoff? It was that was the horrible the snuff movie, but I think yeah. the snuff movie, they would show like a chicken being beheaded, but then they would fake some other stuff. And that's oh, kind of based. We uh, the show did Mondo Carne in this first year, and we had to stop it, you know, because it, it's this like exploitation, the shock of the world. It's a dog's world, Mondo Carne. And one of the things Carne dogs, meat in Spanish, and it was world. It's, I think it's Italian, like a dog world, yeah. like uh, oh, Carne and, means dog. Yeah, but a lot of movies exploitation films were inspired so you saw a lot of mondo movies there was one about new york performance art from the 80s called mondo new york i recommend uh -huh. it it's very you know and uh did i see it if you have the opportunity yeah it's a, it's funny it's well, really Mike, dated it's I good yeah yeah because i have if you see, dvd so don't mislead me here should i rent that film yeah but i'm betting netflix, netflix is only going to have the vhs copy of it but That's, you should okay. definitely I'm hearing yeah. from your vibe. Don't waste your time with Mondo New York. Listen, if Mondo New York is on IFC, or I don't even know how it's on. I'm going to have to check if it's on. It's good. I like it. It's funny. Okay, they have a scene. Yes or no? Yes, yes. Mondo well, how about this? Ann Magasin is in Central Park, and there's a dead horse lying on the ground, and she has a whip. And her portion of the movie is she's flogging the dead You're horse. a dead horse? Oh, my God. So if you think, wow, I can't wait to see more of that, then yes, I recommend it. Okay. You know, One good thing about putting stuff in my DVD queue, like now, because like three months from now, I'll get it. And I'll be like, what the hell is this? No, so, New York. What the right, fuck? And I will force myself to watch films that I would say, eh, I'll skip it because it just didn't the mail and it's the next one. Well, so. it's a pile. It's a physical pile. I have the same thing. Yeah. The worst is that I'll go through like a streaming service and go, well, yeah, I always wanted to see that. Oh, interesting. And well, then like weeks later. I saw um, Cell Block 99 or whatever. You told me about the film. I said, should I see it? You said, yeah. So then it came and like, I don't know if I like the film. I liked how he was like a super badass. Right. He learned that the only way to get out of this was to get himself transferred to the other prison. So he did it. I don't know. When he got shot in the end, it was really cheap because it looked like a doll. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you knew that he knew he was going to die. And he yes. had he, the whole thing was that he was going to die at the end. He knew it. So you know it, it kind of, yeah. Yeah. Well, he, you know, that director. His uh, kid and wife. Yeah, he saved his wife. His unborn kid. Vince Vaughn returned and worked with that same director for a movie called Dragging on Concrete or Dragging Knuckles on Concrete. Uh -huh. Him and Mel Gibson play crooked cops and they tried to pin bullshit on this guy and this guy kind of upends it. Like he kind of churns and takes down these crooked cops. And if you thought like Cell Block 99 was amusing, <laughs> you know, it was Did a walk in the park. Dragging knuckles on concrete? Is that what it's called? Like dragging on concrete or something stupid like that. I'll look it up. It's another intense movie. Yeah, the director's, you know, it's he has a voice, I guess. Now, look, it's 1974, and you're seeing that kind of computer. In 1982, you know computers had a totally different look. So oh, if you're watching this film in 82, 80, wait, 83, right, was, uh, was Deadline Auto Thief. If you're watching this film in 83, don't you feel like you know you're 
you know, you see people in bell bottoms. You see yeah. Quads, well, you see bars. car takes. You see Los Angeles. It looks different. It's it absolutely looks old. different. This chopper's taken off was new, by the way. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. This I'm is just amazed how we get these shots. Where, I mean, where's the, where he places the camera, you know what I mean? Like, and then pastes it together. It's impressive. No, you're right. H.B. Halicki, right now, we're watching him as a non-famous person, a not, not an actor, not a stuntman, financing with his own money. Remember the toy play? Uh, the yes, I remember. Oh, yeah, the, the BMX bikes. He's showing BMX bikes just for production value because they were there. It's impressive what he does. Yeah. And he came from New York, like Slotsburg. You know what I mean? He came from Dunkirk, New York, all the way out to L.A. and become became huge with a junkyard and an auto repair shop. He got the contracts with all the local cops. He did. He had all the tow truck work. If you needed a tow truck, you were dialing his number. Right. He became a big, big deal, and he was a badass. Now, probably in person, he was a very conceited person. He probably did cocaine. I'm sure there's negatives about him. But sitting back from my seat far away, this motherfucker is a badass. Look what he's, he's doing badass. right now. He doesn't have a stuntman in there. It's no. him. He's having fun. I, know that, I mean, he edited this movie, so he, he was able to... I mean, well, there was stuff. an editor, but he was over his shoulder the whole way. And right. we even saw that in The Junkman. So we saw these, yeah, so they're just getting high and drinking, and eventually, like 17 minutes later, uh, a shopping cart will show up in front of them, and they'll be like, look out. And then <laughs> in the second movie, there's other three kids in a car getting high or whatever, and Mexican. they get hit. Yeah, Mexican, right. Mexican Rose, the car says, painted Right. On it. He's just doing, he was just doing stereotypes to make the audience laugh. Right. Drive-in. Right. But, but it's like, okay. In our woke times, that would be fucked up. But it wasn't our woke times, was it? And people at the theater did get a chuckle out of that. You know what I mean? Like, he knew right. what he was doing. But I feel like, you know, there's not really people in this movie. There's no real moment where people are just hanging out. So no, I'll, I'll so, take it. Yes. Yeah. No. So I'll take it. Like right here. She goes, oh, it's finally over. And the. Oh, yeah. It's been 45 flirting. minutes. So the movie is out over because the chase is over. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe the chase isn't over. <laughs> and you had, we had watched it and you had shown me that at the end of the, end of the 45 minutes, he, he sees a brand new version of the car and he just, right, just gets out of the track. Yeah. And it's he only 40 minutes. Don't oversell it. Oh, is that 45? That would be crazy. <laughs> that would be great. That's too much. And then the junk man last week had like a 30 minute chase. Is he going to add that chase to this movie too, or no? No, no. That was in the middle of the film and people were trying to kill the director. So it doesn't fit. You mentioned the scene where he, he got himself a limp, uh, where he injured yeah. himself. We'll we watched in the beginning. So yeah, like he used the footage, he slowed it down. He did every kind of effect he could pick up. And then he brought up, he showed that scene again in the second movie, or at least in the trailer of the second yes. movie, he had that scene. It was in it. It was in it. It was in it. And now he's now he's just showing whole cloth and it, once again the scene of his accident. And we'll see that scene again, and it'll be in slow motion and all the angles, the yeah. whole thing. 
it's like special effects in a 70s porn movie let's let's freeze frame and like <laughs> have it go woo so there was a real accident in this seg sequence in which a cop car did not unintentionally rolls over we might have it might have already passed but i think it's coming up this is all intentional yeah Oh, oh my eyeball bloody head hey, so he got away yeah but the bad news is there's nothing but uh religious shows on the radio <laughs> now the, uh, the cops who have been with them from the start of the chase they started it they're back on it the turn it on she goes are you still in pursuit <laughs> We missed it. She goes, are you still in pursuit? And he goes, well, what do you think? We went and got coffee. Yes, we're still in pursuit. Is it just the original movie until the end? Or well, no, they got they got to tie in. They got to tie in the well, new stuff. Well, yes, it'll get tied in. Do you remember at the car wash, they arrested the owner of the car wash mistake? Yeah, so Hoyt will show up going, that's not our guy. Our guy walked up. Yeah, right. Look, according to this movie. So strange. Okay, so let's talk Quentin Tarantino for a quick second. He said in the 90s when uh, From Dust to Dawn came out that he likes to make two types of movie. One about like Reservoir Dog uh, criminals and one about the movies that those criminals would like to see. So there's a reality world and a fantasy world. Right. And actually in uh, the movie we saw, uh, Death Proof, he has characters that the sheriff that shows up with his family gets killed in From Dust to Dawn. So right. that character was in. So in a way, I feel like Death Proof is a kind of a fake. That movie. film made all sorts of inside jokes and callback references. It was Quentin Tarantino's own jukebox. Right. The, I mean, it was, it, you were in a Quentin Tarantino world. It's like in um, being John Malkovich, when John Malkovich goes into his own head. Yes. That's what it was watching. That's this a really good point. That's a, a really good point. DJ... Jungle Jenny or whatever it was. Julia. Like, yeah, it, it, he just right. He had, his own world. Look right, that. he had a. That's real. Do you see how he hit the? the yeah. That was real. He really got hurt. He was passed out, knocked out, and when he woke up, he goes, "Did we get coverage?" That's what a badass this guy was. Did you get the shot? So crazy. Yup. Oh, and then later he he just said, "Okay, let's shoot." Yeah, he recovered, and then they t- he just yeah they just kept going. I remember watching the behind the scenes for Re- Reindeer Games, this old Ben Affleck oh, movie. Yeah. And there's a scene where Ben Affleck falls through, breaks through an ice, and he falls in the water, and he gets out of the ice, and he fights. And yeah. behind the scenes, they had a hot tub next to the ice to immediately get the actor into the hot tub or he would die there's no way you can in real life get out and fucking run and and get Uh you know continue uh you would have to go into a hot tub and make sure that you're physically okay wow you know that even seems like it would be a you have the extreme of one and then the extreme of the other that seems like unhealthy like danger maybe yeah it might be but I, i do know that they had to get him heated immediately after that 
Watch, so, the, you see the cables where they pull over the garbage. Yeah. Two hundred dollars at auction. Right, the garbage truck says like HB on it. <laughs> Blight. Why would you name your kid Blight? <gasps> what? His middle name is Blight. B L I G H T. I don't know. His father, you know, what? Nineteen nineteen. Yeah. Right. That's when they started the shop. I mean, it was an old school, different time. Do you think he inherited onlookers, a burning garbage truck and people are just staring at it on the side of the, you know, going through their day. These are all yeah. real cops. Real people. Uh no, okay. The the people getting out of the cars, helping people in the cars, those are all not real people, but the people on the sidewalk are yeah. real and they really think there's been an accident. Well, they must see the cameras, too. <clears throat> well, yes, but there's all these stories about people getting mad at the cops saying, help, help this uh. person, they're injured. This is basically the second movie, too, uh, right? What? This is well, the first film again. Yeah, all right. This uh. is all gone in 60 seconds. I knew this movie was a flaming trash pile, but they didn't have to actually show it. This is new. This is new. Right. He's on the such and such freeway. Good work. That's really the guy from Gone in 60 Seconds, the original cop, but he's older now. Oh, that's so crazy. You know, so that's proof. I felt like, whoa, this whole theory of having a real life and fantasy movies, it, collo it colluded. Like, it, you're absolutely right. It's his own universe. It's its own. Right. It, absolutely. But this movie does that, too, because... The second movie is about the director who made Gone with 60 Seconds. Yes. And he meets with Hoyt and, and everybody. And now this movie is like saying Gone okay, 60 watch, Seconds actually the, happened. Yeah, hey, here comes the shopping cart. Whoa, that just Whoa. happened. Yeah, so go ahead. So T Tarantino, you're in his own world. And right, but so, but so the first movie was real life. The second movie says, no, it was a movie. And the here's the adventures, real life adventures of the director of that movie. And here's the cops that help the deal with him. And right. this movie says the cops and the events of the first movie are real life. Right. So what happened to the director who made this real life? I don't. Harlan. Harlan was the director and he just. But he's not in this movie. Yeah. They call this a trilogy and they should. This is the real mayor, by the way. Of, yeah. Of, of uh, Carson. Carson. City of Carson. It's, it's, yeah, it's not Carson City, I don't think. No, I think no it's not. Own... It's Carson. Yeah. Carson City's in the Bay Area. And Carson was um, established like in 1948. It was really late. You know how LA is all desert. Not anymore, right. but talk about urban sprawl. And there was no water. There was no water to make this urban sprawl. They just had the money, so they did it. Urban blight. These are not just onlookers in real life. They are actors. Well, these people in the seats, the shirtless guy. Yeah, they're they're just well, they're not actors, but they knew that they Toby, were. Toby, my character wouldn't be wearing a shirt at the uh, conference. <laughs> <laughs> Look how short his tie is, dude. Put your he fucking shirt on. Original. Sorry, girl. If I saw an audience member with his shirt off, I get so fucking pissed. <laughs> what, what, at comedy? I never you had put that. your fucking shirt on. <laughs> I never I, had that. I never had that. Even outdoor shows.
This is first movie. I remember this. You know, it is. It's it's. Remember the 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 car chase originated at the radio station. The guy didn't know it was his car though, and uh, they've been covering it. And the roving reporter and the right. chopper, the traffic chopper. Talks. Right. Uh, it's all country all the time or something like that. Now, we talked a couple of weeks ago about how you can understand why radio stations begin with the letter K. Are you over that? Well, no, I understand. It's just so weird. Like if your radio's favorite radio station starts with a K, you're a weirdo. The why don't you just put some best mayonnaise on it? You mean helmets? What's going on? <laughs> I didn't get that joke, but that's okay. Well, you know, half of the, kind the of West Coast... Hellman's is called Hellman's in the East Coast. It's called like best mayonnaise in the West Coast. Oh. It's like Hardee's and Carl's Jr. are the yes. same thing. But oh, why would they have different names? I don't know. Legal reasons or something. I think they're still bitter about the war against the states. <laughs> okay. I just want to apologize. Those are real people. You see how they're gawking? Yeah. Holy shit. You're not going to believe what happened today, sweetheart. I was at work. I was going to get my Carl's Jr. Hardee's. Where are you going? <laughs> I got to plug in my, my phone. My, uh... Don't do this to me again. Okay, now in this, not this scene, but this guy who's talking, I'm not sure who it is, but somebody almost gets killed, and we'll see that when there's a car collision. And I'm I, I'm apologize, audience. You already saw this uh, two episodes ago, and I got I notified that uh, the battery was low. We're gonna watch this guy almost gets killed. Hold on, Mike. When the car impacts, you can see him. He he looks. See, he scrambles away. Yeah, he scrambles Boom. away. He really almost did get killed. He was named Employee of the Month and Mazda for that. They put his picture on the wall. <laughs> Brain picture. So, uh, once again, I'm apologizing to the audience because we thought we were watching a trilogy. We've already talked about this. Scene. We thought we were watching the third, uh, you know, episode in the trilogy. And we really thought that when the film started because it was all new footage. Then I started going, what the hell? You know, before I do the research, I watch the film first. That way, my first viewing of the film is as an audience member with no information. Because right. then when you learn stuff, you go, oh, and it all ties together. But it doesn't have, I mean, he shows this whole scene, this whole 45-minute chase. We are watching Gone in 60 yeah. seconds right now. Yes, we are. That's Brogan Cattle. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. That's the dealership where they had the oil slick, and he had a bunch of his own Cadillacs up front. It slid in and wrecked up the, this, turn the, turn this sound on. Okay. That, that's the love that she falls apart. I can't believe her eyes. Keep it up. <laughs> we should win the Oscar, man. That was acting. That was great. That was great. So much drama. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Someone called the Ghostbusters and they were on the phone. What we already called the cops. Who are we gonna call? This is too hot to handle, but too cold to hold. We better call the Ghostbusters to get them on the phone. 
Okay, we just saw uh, Hoyt again as the LAPD theft department. I mean, he'll show up every now and again, especially because we're getting towards the end of the chase and they'll have caught the wrong guy. This is where the oil slick was and this is where he had to buy a bunch of I mind you sir, turn up the sound last time for her too because she calls the owner and goes, It's a mess here, boss. I just don't know what to say. This is Joaquin. This is Richard Nixon. I don't know how to tell you this, but this whole place is a mess. What? I'll be right there. I'll be right there. <laughs> what a businessman, right? He keeps right. school. You know, there's going to be. But we don't see him again, so he wasn't. Never really yeah. follows up with him. Oh my God, Carl. Have we watched a ripoff movie where it's just like it's the same fucking thing? I'm embarrassed in front of uh, Mutiny Radio listeners. This is. We have we're ripping you off. Watch again. A, you know, it's almost a rerun here. It's a vicious cycle, man. Because we watch bad movies. This is a bad movie, but we it's unwatchable. Burned. We have to watch it. Uh, by the way, in transparency, I did not watch this film four times. I mean, I didn't. You've seen it. it. I watched yeah. the beginning four times for sure, and. Um, certainly at the end. I don't know. I'm just, I'm embarrassed. God, I wonder we're coming up like... on the big jump, by the way. We're, we're, we're almost wrapping up here. Not quite. We'll be in the middle of the thing. We're coming up on the big jump that gave him a limp for life. Now, we we mentioned... 13 vertebrae. They squeezed in his back spine. Well, because one of the things they do is they show people after the aftermath of the, of the stunts, and it, it kind of grounds it a little bit. You don't see that in Hobbs and Shaw, say. Right, where, you won't uh, see it in yeah. uh, uh, the Fast and the Furious films. Yeah, you won't see this. We're seeing repercussion. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Uh, the pants, I don't, not much. <laughs> and it is kind of ironic that it's going to be right before he really hurts himself. I suppose that's ironic, but it's one of the reasons why this guy is a badass. He was absolutely willing to do... There was nothing bullshit about... I mean, it might have been bullshit about him, but when it came to... I mean, if you were in a bar fight, there's there's tough talkers, and then there's guys who are going to swing. Right. Toby would be swinging. All right, okay, here, here we go. Comes the big jump. Turn up the sound. Say it again, second time. Yeah, we freeze framed and put the two together. Yeah. Now watch his vertebrae right here. Oh, Carl. Ouch! It just happened in real life. He just got... All right. Here it comes again. He's going to get... Now, from this angle, it really looks like it hurt. Watch. Oof. <laughs> As a filmmaker, he exploited himself. What do you have to do in this film? All you got to do is sit in your car. You made some funny joke about that. I don't know if it was last time or the time before. He goes, you want to be in my movie? Sure. What do I got to do? You just have to sit in your car. Not telling him what's coming. Oh, my God. Insane. At least he landed. 
Now look how the other cars are now moving. Right. It's a really well shot thing, and I don't begrudge him for showing it three or four times. It is the money shot. Oh, there you go. That's what happened Ooh. in two seconds. These cars get fucked up. Yeah. I never These seen all his cars, all his cars, the parked cars, the cop cars chasing, the cars getting destroyed. He owned them all from his junkyard. Nuts. I never seen Behind the Green Door, the 70s porno movie, but there's a slow motion scene in that, I believe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think I see. I had a joke about now, that. He has escaped the cops. Because their own roadblock has prevented them from going further. It didn't prevent Toby, but it prevented them. This is new footage. I, no, it's not. This is the... The same. There's a woman well, from the... It ruined my perfectly good umbrella. Yep. Here we are. Weird. Like this, The radio station must be on the second floor. Yeah, he's got a balcony. Oh, let's go to Ashes. Yeah, let's go to the car. Let's go to Ash, where Shaky's I'll find pizza. another Eleanor, just coincidentally. Right. I bet you that Shakey's is still there in California. <laughs> you could go here, Mike, and find out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Don't throw away. Listen, every time I'm in Los Angeles and I walk by a Shakey's Pizza, I go, oh, uh, I wish today was my birthday. Now, here is a nice Eleanor being washed. Now... Turn up the sound. You'll hear her be surprised. What happened to your yeah, car? I'm, to, I'm pressing late. mute. Too late. Too late. Here's what I want you to do next episode. I want you to take some duct tape and I'm put serious. the remote in your hand. You and see me. Turn up you the see. sound. You go. Click. You said turn up the sound. I'm practicing. Well, you missed it. He said, Dino Mike. You missed it. God, right. Oh, wait, turn up the sound. Turn up the sound. Oh, you missed it. He goes, what you talking about, Willis? You missed it. He did not say that. What you talking about, Willis? He said that in 1974. <laughs> and the, so the episode, the show was born. And okay. then he said, live from New York, it's Saturday night. He went to the lady and said, there's been a problem. We have to rewash your car. And she goes, what? He goes, just go speak with the man in the office. I'll take it around to rewash it. And stole. You smoking a doobie? No. No, he's learning that it's his car that was stolen. Uh, weird. Wig off, mustache Wig off. off. You're right. It was a fake mustache. Yeah. He wore a fake itchy mustache while hopping onto a helicopter. These guys are so poor. They're sharing a cigarette, I guess. Oh, but they only had one uh, hand-rolled. It's not even tobacco, Carl. It's not tobacco? Wow, they are poor. A hand-rolled, non-tobacco cigarette shared between three guys. That is awesome. While driving and drinking beer? Well, madam, I don't know where your car is, but if someone said they're rewashing it, I'm sure they're rewashing it. Now she'll see her car all junked up because it's really the car in the chase, and she'll faint. <sighs> they try to make, I mean, it's just, it's such a weird coincidence, but you know what? I'll take it. Watch it. She's going to see her own car. Right. Go, oh, it's God, it's 11 cents for gas. I can't believe it. You do that to me all the time. We watch a movie for the seventies. You're like, it's 
two bits a gallon. <laughs> oh yeah, the prices of stuff you get yeah. crazy. They'll have like a there's a thrifty. They'll probably be like gallon of milk. I watched um uh what was the famous Bruce Willis film in which they were Die Hard. Yeah, I watched Die Hard. It was ninety seven cents a gallon in eighty six. I don't know. They canned up to the tower. You saw the gas price, and I was like, whoa. Also, cigarette prices too are fun to see. Listen, if I had a time machine, I would waste it. I would just fill up. Just go back in time, fill up, go forward in time. You come back, everyone has three arms. Carl, you did it again. Stop (laughs) doing that. Stop going back in time to get cheap gas. This was well done, too. He gets away from the cop, and then it's like, wait a minute, and he thinks he's getting busted. and I don't know. It was well done, but it was already done and gone in 60 seconds, so I don't feel like telling the audience... Luckily, we're almost done with this film. Now, this is all new footage. This is Axton showing oh, up at the car wash going, that's the wrong guy. Unbelievable. What a weird movie. Yeah. Look at his 82 st- hairstyle. 83. There has been movies that revisit their the original footage of their first movie. Back to the Future 2, Michael J. Yes. Fox walks through the, the climactic scene and the climax of the sequel. He walks through, they, they insert him in the, the, the climax of the first movie. Is it a ripoff in your opinion? No, absolutely not. It was really clever. It yeah. was it was a clever, th- and one half, it is a ripoff because the sequel just has the same set scenes, mm-hmm. but now it's in the future. He's being, you know, so on one hand, I knew that scene was going to come, but the fact that they cynically used the original scene itself, yeah. I, I thought that was really commendable. And I thought all that food frame Roger Rabbit shit really showed the director was able to do that in 88. So this is the same as before. Bye, Billy. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I know we shared a movie together, but do I know you? <laughs> so Axton now said, that's not our guy. And it's pretty much the film's going to end. It's it's pretty much. The first movie ends with them getting away with it. Yes. And this, this movie, it ends with him getting away with it and Hoyt saying, yeah. they got away with it. Yes. That's the difference. Look, see the, the fire. fire's on fire, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Wait, wait a minute. This is a typo. It's a typo. How can you end the movie? I know the original movie. Again, by H.V. Halicki. Again. These guys get a lot of screen time. Yeah. In the end credits. They made it to the end of the movie. And I don't think that this footage was in Gone in 60 Seconds. So we're getting something fresh if it's not new. Well, I remember that his wife uh, re-released the movie with uh, new credit end credits. Yep. Well, Gone in 60 Seconds, she did. Yeah. Yeah. So this footage wasn't in it. No, this footage was not in it. It was put back in the day by H.P. Halicki in. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? I think that I learned that I should rent Mondo New York, and I might regret it when I learn. Okay, what I think of this movie is it isn't even clever. It was a ripoff. He didn't need to do this. He should have made another film he absolutely had it in his ability we see that from how he shot the beginning 
I just think that he was. I think this film is a ripoff, is what I think. It is a ripoff. It's it's interesting in theory. Like if I read about it in a book, I go, "Wow, he took the first movie." Because the second movie, it was about the characters making the first movie. Yes, so the right. first movie was fiction, and in the second movie, we meet these sheriffs and these new characters. Yes. and then the third movie, these new characters are actually part of the first story, right. which Never is mind no longer the fiction. Movie, yeah, this is a different universe in which we're having a new movie. Playgirl magazine gets thanked. I think uh, I like the second movie a lot. I like the end credits. The second movie really yeah. stayed with me. The first movie is good. This guy, obviously, he's a weirdo. And this is just a weirdo <laughs> thing he did. And God bless him for it. Look, HB Halicki International released it. HB, I don't yeah. know. I like it, but I, I would recommend, you know, and there you go, in memory of Toby. Uh, Toby, you were clearly missed by your loved ones, friends, and family. R.I.P. Toby. He's Halicki. clearly missed. I, I don't know. I thought the guy's kind of cool. Uh, I, I'm the sad guy he... as a person is very cool. He was a badass. He knew what he wanted and made it happen. You know, he, he was everybody's friend in the community. He was the coolest guy. Uh, this particular movie, though. I would recommend this movie if you have seen Gone with 60 Seconds and The Junk Man, which we did in the last three weeks. Uh, but if this should not be your intro to it. Yeah. This shouldn't be the well. If this is your intro to Toby, you, he might get away with it because you didn't yeah, see the other film. Because you never and, seen that the car chase scene. Gone uh, in sixty seconds is the good film. It's yeah. really the good film. I like the Jugman too. You know, it had some stuff. I to hear it. you. I hear you. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that has been our whirlwind tour. The late HB Toby Halicki. Rest in peace. Rest in power. We love you. We love your film. What a crazy ride. Glad that it's on YouTube. What a kismet. Carl, we're getting away from all this shit. Thank you. We're <laughs> no car crashes in next week's movie. Too. Thank What's you. That? Yeah. So uh, I wonder if these credits, like I remember a couple weeks ago, we sat through this credits. Yeah. I wonder if there's anything new to this third movie that will be interesting. Uh, I must be honest with you. I never watched the end credit. I really felt ripped off by this movie when I was researching it. I started to watch it and I was like, wait a minute, you know, and it really felt like a ripoff. So I did not watch these. I had to watch the end. Right. But, but you know, we discovered this movie through YouTube. Literally, we watched the first movie and then popped the sequel to Junkman. And we said, oh, yeah. well, that's what we'll watch next week. More and at of the, the end, same. yeah. Yeah, this one popped up. So we were kind of hoping for like a different film like Junkman was. Yeah. Even though it was connected to the first film in his own weird way. Had I known better, I would have skipped this one. No, I would have made, I would have said we have to watch it. It's a ripoff bad movie. <laughs> that sounds like It's a bad movie ripoff. Some, all the munchies, thank you for nothing. And now we've seen all the Gone with 60 Seconds, thank you for nothing. Although we should see the sequel. I don't know if I want to see the sequel if he passed away. No, I do. I want to see it. So you... It will color your watching of it, knowing that the guy we're watching is not long for this earth, maybe months away, maybe right. weeks away. I still watched the Game of Death, the Bruce Lee movie, where he passed away in it. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll do it if you want, but the thing is, it's so short, we really should give the audience a little more. Uh, if we do a live show of one of those hour blocks, oh, we should... Oh, that, like we did in... That's why you brought up the comedy festival. Okay. Right, because we had to do our show in one hour to, to, to comply with the, the festival. So I guess we, credits are going to end now. Copyright yeah, we're at... I see a website page. 
Okay, well, next week's movie stars Jodie Foster and John Lithgow. It is called Mesmerized. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, so we're getting away from car crash culture. We're going to watch a Hollywood movie? We're going to watch a Hollywood train wreck called Mesmerized. M-E-S-M-E-R. M-E-S-M-E-R. That's it. M-E-S-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D. M-E-S. Okay, I see Umbrella Entertainment. S. Okay, here's it. I see Mexican radio wall voodoo. Okay, here we go. Ah, interesting. Umbrella Entertainment. I got it. Okay, hang on a sec. Let me go ahead and cue. What does he say? Radio. Mexican. That was a good song. Yeah. Eating barbecued iguana. Any here in Tijuana. You know, I actually have a Tumblr site called like World Party or something. Oh, oh 80s tourists. It was all the white bands that had songs about other countries like uh-huh. Africa and Mexican radio and China, China. Interesting. And it was just like, it was Pop Goes the World. I used that as a theme song for Men Without Hats. But all these bands that like, oh, another country's a metaphor, you know. All right. Anyway, so that's my Tumblr site. Okay, so we have Umbrella Entertainment, the channel. We are, uh, have paused the movie. We hit the link. We hit pause. We moved the timer to zero, zero, zero. Carl, are you ready? Let's I do am. the countdown. Here's the mic countdown, uh, the non-comedian countdown. Uh, <laughs> non-celebrity, non-comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. You have great writing credits. Umbrella. I just filmed 30 minutes, and a lot of those jokes were yours, Mike. In, including the old refrigerator. Don't you? And uh, when, I, when I read comics, I don't read the thought bubbles. That was you, too. That's my joke. Why are you telling my jokes? Because I love you. Yeah, I love you, too, but I'm trying to watch the trailer. To- <laughs> Sorry, my mistake. Whatever. Uh... Ow. Ow. Oh, it's a period piece. There's no cars in this. It's based on a true story in which a woman poisoned her husband and was acquitted. That's the dad. Yikes. Ooh, baby Calvin. Unleashing dark, mysterious powers. <laughs> A secret that would change her life. But he's acting. He's acting. He's Chad fucking Lithgow. He looks older in this movie than he does now. That's true. That's interesting. Ooh. That's a trick. The dream sequence. That's a trick. Mesmerized. Mesmerized. Oh, wow. Hey, Carl, this is our first Jodie Foster movie. Yeah. Uh, is it? No, we is saw um, uh, the one where they're all kids and it's the mobster movie. Oh, you're absolutely right. What an idiot. Bugs, Bugs, Bugs. Bugsy Malone. Yeah. Yeah. Bugsy Malone. Of course. We. This is our second Jodie Foster movie. Yes. Uh, and she has an amazing career. Uh, yeah. But you know what? 
highs and lows for for those amazing careers and sure. this one happened to be in the valley not yeah. up on a mountain but you know what that's why we're watching it so uh check us out next week 1985's mesmerize will be our movie we can't wait we hope you enjoy it we hope you keep mutiny radio on we hope you keep subscribing to our podcast the end of the show why do i need to plug that but definitely if you haven't checked out our youtube channel check it out we post these shows every week carl as a guest actually spends the time and produces uh a sick version TV. of our podcast and the movie so carl anything you like to promote anything we need to say go to carlsucks.com you'll find it all sounds great all right until next week we'll see you then bye L L A A Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny! You nag! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say you nag. You nag? Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Hey! Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced Mutiny! Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say Mutiny. Mutiny? Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, oh Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman,
you go through. 